is in the know for Wednesday, April 28th, for the 118th day of 2021. There are 247 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast, on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will count down to Derby 147, Oaks and Derby 147. It's uh, just a couple of days away from now. We will also introduce, uh, we'll have a very special guest and introduce a new segment later on in the show. we got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. She is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Oh, there you are. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Listen, I'm literally on fire, though. You are on I fire? I'm burning up. Uh, I've been hot since like... It, 2 a.m. Uh, uh, oh, not even just 2 a.m. See, it was hot in your in Whoa. the green room, too, by the way. Well, I mean, I came in in shorts this yeah. morning and yeah. put on pants. I'm, I'm so, burning. So uh, someone needs to check the air conditioner. Is that what no, you're I saying? No, I don't think it's just here. I think it's a combination of the temperatures warming up outside and yeah. then... Uh, maybe my hormones may have a little bit. Yeah, it's to hot. Do. It is hot on your end of the building yeah. though, too. So you've got uh, you got a little bit of excuse. Uh, we say good morning to the Grayson County Ag Extension Agent, Miss Whitney Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. You finally got your own hey. intro music. I like it. That's do good. you know how hard it is to find songs that have Whitney in them? <laughs> well. I would that, imagine that so. That aren't sung by Whitney. <laughs> I was going to say, lots of songs <laughs> lo- Yeah, there are lots of those. There are some raps that have Whitney in there, but mm-hmm. we can't play those. Uh-uh. Uh, so, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. For those of you who don't know Whitney, she's someone who doesn't like baseball, but yet spends seven nights of the week <laughs> at a baseball park near you. Uh, what you did say every yeah. night of the week now? Pretty much, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, do you have just Jack or Jack and Caroline both are playing? I have begged Caroline to play softball, but she's having none of it. She's actually pretty good if she would do it, but she just doesn't have any interest in it. All right. Now, how long will it be before uh, baby Silas is out running the bases? Well, he's already, well, I mean, he's lived it already, so he (laughs) probably won't have a choice. I don't know. He's built more like a linebacker, so we may end up on the football field with him. I don't know. It's good to have variety. So you've got a baseball player, maybe Caroline will do something else. She likes basketball. You're going to be well balanced. Mm -hmm. So you've got field sports, you've got court Mm -hmm. sports, you're in good shape. As we count down, today is going to be the the worst day of the week weather-wise. Uh, as we get ready for Oaks and Derby, Thurby might be a little bit uh, wet tomorrow, but the Oaks is looking good. Derby day is looking good. Warmer as we go, but there's a flash flood watch in portions of the region for this afternoon and into tonight. So just be prepared for that. We don't technically have a flash flood watch here between the lakes. But it doesn't mean we're not going to get a lot of rain. So we'll see about an 80% chance of rain today, a high of 81. And a low of 66 tonight with a 100% chance of rain. And again, 100% chance of rain tomorrow and a high of 75. But drying out still will probably be a little bit soggy around the downs. And uh, after all the rain we're going to get tonight and tomorrow. But by post time on Saturday afternoon... It's going to be picture-perfect Chamber of Commerce weather at uh, a few passing clouds 
and 72 degrees. Uh, have when have you started to pick your horse? I yet? actually you was looking already? this morning, and it is going to be. I'm just glad to see that it's back to normal there. You know, as much as it can be. So I'm excited for it. And yes, I have my long shot favorite. You do have your long shot favorite. Uh-huh. Good. I'm going to ask you about okay. it later. I bet Miss Buckles over there hasn't even looked at the list of horses yet. <laughs> I have not. Okay. Well, there. But the, you know my life. So. The post mm-hmm. position has been drawn, so mm-hmm. we know that part, and we know some odds, and we're going to be able to share that with you. Okay. Coming up later on in the program tonight on television, the president will make a uh, speech to a joint session of Congress. It's not technically called the State of the Union because it's a new presidency, but he will speak jointly, and uh, if. When I was a kid, your night was ruined if the president was on. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it was it was wall to wall, nothing but the president. Might mm-hmm. as well go to bed early and while you're at it, might as well eat some vegetables, just make a bad night even worse. <laughs> but in this day and age with all the variety, you know, four hundred channels, then you can run away from the president if you want to. But President Biden will call for a free preschool for all three and four year old children, a two hundred billion dollar investment to be rolled out as part of his sweeping American families plan. So we'll hear about that tonight. The administration said the historic investment would benefit 5 million children and save the average uh, family $13,000. It calls for providing federal funds to help states offer preschool with teachers and other employees earning $15 an hour. Yesterday, he signed an executive order raising some um, maintenance positions, housekeeping positions that belong to the federal government, uh, mandated them at $15 an hour, which you may not be able to pass a $15 an hour minimum wage in the states, but by doing it with federal jobs, then it almost will drag other wages along. So there are multiple ways to get there. I'm also wondering if the uh, stimulus checks that have been issued that a lot of employers are saying that's serving to kill the motivation of people to get up and go to work every day. What's the only fix to that? Probably going to be higher wages. You've got to compete now with Biden bucks to be able to offer a wage that serves as more of an incentive to get them to to leave home and come to work. Mm -hmm. So we always said, oh, they can't set the minimum wage at $15 an hour. Well, maybe not, but there's a way for them to do things that will force you to do it. And that may be the direction that we're headed, but just wait and see what a hamburger will cost uh, when uh, when minimum wage in the state of Kentucky is $15 an hour. $15 an hour in New York City, that's that's nothing. Right. $15 an hour in Kentucky is certainly more. I'm not saying it's a great amount of money, but it's more than if you're living in San Francisco. Right. So uh, COVID, the latest COVID-19 numbers, much higher number yesterday. Uh, for a Tuesday, but that's often just because labs either aren't processing or aren't reporting on the weekends. That's why you get an artificially low number on Mondays, and then you get a springboard number on Tuesday, and then it typically settles out on Wednesday. But 716 new coronavirus cases reported yesterday, 17 deaths, that's including seven audit deaths, and the rolling seven-day positivity rate seems to have leveled out slightly up by 0.02% yesterday. But uh, still a very good number. 1.732 million Kentuckians have received at least the first dose of vaccination. Whitney, people in your sphere, your your peers, your contemporaries, are they yay virus or are they, uh, yay vaccine or are they I'm not so sure vaccine? Well, I've got 
two schools of thought. Uh, most most everybody in my inner circle have been vaccinated, and but you know we respect the decision if the ones that have not, they kind of are along the side of herd immunity. <laughs> you know, they say, well, you've got yours, so we're good. Yeah. Uh, however, I'm with her. I, yeah, that's yeah. what they say. <laughs> so, but it is most of most everybody in my family. My husband and I both have it, and everybody in my immediate family have it. And but that's allowed us to be able to get together for Easter, Mother's Day, and right. that sort of thing too. So. Yeah. We talked last week. We're in the phase. We have now identified the phase where we are in the pandemic, and it's called the languishing phase. Right. We had denial. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, we had denial. And then I'll, I'll say, I can't say we had one chapter of ignorance. We had multiple chapters of ignorance. Mm-hmm. But when something new would happen, then we wanted to be ignorant and, and some, somewhat continued to be in denial. But then now we're in the languishing phase. Do you feel languishing where you can see normal, mm-hmm. but we just can't, can't quite get, there. get like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I feel that way. And I do see, you know, bright spots. I'm thinking, okay, maybe, maybe just maybe we can get there. Maybe we can get there by summer. And so I'm hopeful. And you see things kind of starting to open up. And with the governor's um, lifting things yesterday, it, you know, it seems like we are going forward. Thankfully. Dangling another carrot. Yes. Say, hey, yes. get vaccinated and yes. come on over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some of the local headlines today, Grayson County Healthcare Foundation has been formed to provide uh, oversight of the Twin Lakes Regional Medical Center Owensboro Health Affiliation. You know, that's been big news over the last year, especially during a pandemic uh, partnership uh, and new operation of our local uh, hospital and uh, with the affiliation with Owensboro Health, but out of that has grown the Grayson County Healthcare Foundation, and it exists not only to provide oversight of the affiliation, but to create investments dedicated to improving long-term health and well-being of the citizens of Grayson and surrounding counties. One of which is a twelve million dollar investment that they contributed to the partnership with Warren RECC and NCTC to provide true broadband and fiber to many Grayson Countyans, which is desperately needed. And so you might ask yourself and say, well, what do, what role does healthcare play in technology? Well, it's simple as this. We've learned it in the pandemic. It's called telehealth. Exactly. If your provider now has the ability to see you virtually, take care of some of those uh, bumps and bruises, mm-hmm. scrapes, um, let's let's check your temperature, let's do your without you having to come in and congregate in an office space or, you know, clog the pipeline, so to speak. They can just be much more efficient. And right. so, um, you and, know. And for us that are busy... It makes life a lot easier for us as well. Absolutely, yeah. Well, instead of also, uh, if you have three children and then (laughs) securing three blocks of appointments for checkups, then you know you just congregate them in your location, and they can do a Mm -hmm. a, you know a well visit or a or a checkup. It's but the lack of uh, true broadband, the lack of of, uh, a a good platform to operate from, it's key. And Mm -hmm. and you know, ten years ago, we maybe didn't think that was so important. But it's where we've been behind locally now. that we're finding. Yes. You can't live. It really, it really is. You can't live without right. it. Right. I remember when I was a kid, there were still some households that didn't have a telephone. Mm-hmm. And you thought, wow, how behind is a household that can't communicate with the rest of the world via mm-hmm. a telephone? Mm-hmm. If you don't have broadband, you can't effectively communicate no, with the rest of the world or even your neighbors. Right. Because now we're, you know, now we're doing it that way. Yep. Uh, there is Kentucky got another bailout. From the P- Department of Homeland Security, there's now more time to get the real ID that Americans will need to board a flight 
Kentucky's been scrambling. We've been kicking this can down the road. Was for, it October? What, yeah, it, it, it was October one. It was last October. It was the October before that. It was the October before that. We had a real ID bill that Governor Bevin vetoed, like we were on a plan. But Kentucky is one of at least one state that uh, had, doesn't have their act together on real ID. The deadline had been extended to October one, twenty twenty one. But it was becoming clear that many people wouldn't be able to transition in part because of COVID-19. And so the uh, I don't know that they have announced an, oh, May 3rd of 2023. So not just 2022. <laughs> 20, I'll have to look 23. at my driver's license and see. <laughs> I was one of those people that thought I was going to have to short cycle and yeah, say, well, yeah, now I'm going to have to go get my real ID before my old ID, my, my fake ID. Yes. No, wait, that was long ago. Right. No, I never had a fake ID, to be clear. Mm. Uh, no, honest. Honest, I, I promise you. I, I did I don't not. know that that was her reaction. Uh, yeah, my statute of limitations are up. So. She was side-eyeing me a little bit. Like, maybe she was calling, man, maybe I'm just feeling like I've got a guilty conscience. Maybe. But if this is a real ID you want me to have, then what do you call the one I have? If it's not exactly. real, isn't it fake? Yeah. But I think fake ID suggests the wrong message, especially children. Don't listen to what I just said. But um, but now that the date, date is extended, the 20 uh, to 2023 i don't have to worry about it. it's like well right. I, it's no no <sighs> wasted money mine so. expires on christmas day so i have to short side myself anyway oh yeah mm-hmm. and also just remember they don't send the reminder cards anymore no. uh, because no. uh, all too well i know of multiple people in my family including uh her sitting over there. Uh, I have a sibling who has suddenly discovered, wait, my driver's <laughs> license expired a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mountain Parkway expansion project is nearing the halfway point. I've been on the Mountain Parkway once in my life, and uh, to call it a parkway was truly a stretch. Yeah, I've been on it many times. Uh, you have been. <laughs> yes. uh, it's not It's not your average parkway. No. It's not the parkway that we enjoy right. here in the western uh, It's the parts. opposite of the western Kentucky parkway. It, Let's it, put it, it that way. It is the opposite. Uh, they're trying to just get a 36-mile stretch up to four lanes, so that'll really be doing something. But mm-hmm. anyway, I, I saw that picture today. I thought, yes, I know what the I know what the mountain parkway looks like, and it yeah. is. Hmm. Lots of curves. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard me tell before that um, we were going to Pikeville. Yeah, that's how you we're you're statutorily required to pronounce it as mm-hmm. Pikeville. Um, they'll run you out of town if you try to say Pikeville. Mm-hmm. But we had to stop off in Salyersville, and I've never been so scared in all my life. I've been to some rough <laughs> yeah. places, but suddenly oh, in Salyersville. We had to prove that we were true Kentuckians. They well, thought we were yeah. carpetbaggers from we, somewhere else. We had to be very, when I was traveling the state, if you were, and I love my Eastern Kentucky folks, but if you were but. there after, <laughs> no, we, I, we would use a state car. And if you were there after dark, you had to be really careful. I mean, they were, they were out to get you. It's the revenuers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the revenuers are here. Like I said, I love oh, them. get the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, essential quality is the two to one. Derby favorite installed as of yesterday. We'll talk more Derby coming up uh, next segment. And the Grayson County uh, Cougar baseball team in action yesterday. Mason Miller threw a complete game with nine strikeouts as the Cougar baseball team finished off the sweep of Edmondson County 4-1. to Gavin Childress led the way offensively with a pair of RBI. On the hard court, the Cougar tennis team swept Butler County with the boys and girls both winning their matches 8-1 to one yesterday, so uh, congratulations to uh, both of those teams. Got to get to a break. want you to hang around. We're going to introduce a new segment coming up, and we've got 
an old friend, but a very special guest coming up. He'll be joining the show. That's right around the corner here on In the Know. Today is Cubicle Day. It is also Blueberry Pie Day today. And it is Denim Day today. We learned about that on Shop Local Litchfield, the significance of that. It is also the day we welcome back to the show our dear friend and long-lost voiced voice of these airwaves, our pal George Lindsay. Morning, George. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? <laughs> Doing really well. Uh, I got to I, I, can I, can I interrupt you for a second? Yes, because yes. Uh, I was listening to your last segment, and you said that you were absolutely frightened to be in uh, Saliersville. Yes, is Sal- that right? Saliersville, I think. Saliersville. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, my question is, have you ever been in Yemen on a Saturday night? <laughs> I mean, uh, come on now. I know the secret. Much worse in Yemen. I know the secret handshake in Yemen, so I don't have, <laughs> right, any, right. I don't have any problems. I mean, I'm from the metropolis of Caneyville, really, from the <laughs> suburb of Macedonia, which is south of the metropolis of Caneyville. So I can, right. I can navigate my way around Dog Creek in those areas. But, oh, my gosh. Uh, but in Saliersville, I, can't, I cannot. Hey, it's you, don't good. Know, you don't know the ways there. That's right. No, I don't. It's so good to actually see you. Uh, it's, yeah. it's great to hear you, but to have you included in our video broadcast is also wonderful. For those of you that don't know, George is in Houston. He does uh, mornings on uh, the Bull mm-hmm. and uh, what uh, Intercom, CBS stations down C- there. Right, it's uh, CBS, and and now our name is Odyssey. Odyssey. Uh, they changed the name of the company to, to reflect more of what we do with audio. So okay. you were talking about uh, earlier too about uh, healthcare and uh, internet service and stuff like that. And you were talking about not having a phone in your house. It made me laugh. Anybody on this show, you guys are much too young for this. Anybody on this show have a party line oh, when yeah. you were growing up? Oh, yeah. My memo did, for sure. Yeah. We, and, and people used to get on there and they'd click it. Are you going to be in here all day? You going to be in here all day? <laughs> uh-huh. that oh, was, my gosh. My great, my great, great, uh, my great grandmother, Ona, that was her Facebook because she would listen to everyone else's yes, calls. Yes, I was going mm-hmm. to say you right. to That was the original it. social media, right? <laughs> I mean, it really right. was. Party Line was the original social media. So. You got it. Hey, um, oh the God. last time you were here in the building. You yeah. were presented with a key to the city. Uh, are you responsible <laughs> for all these heists and capers that we've been experiencing over the last few years? Or have you loaned it out to your friends? What have you done with the key to the city? You know what? Actually, the key to the uh, city is uh, proudly displayed in my uh, house here in Houston. And I tell everybody about it and how proud I am. That was uh, that was quite a moment uh, to get a chance to come back there and do that. Because as a kid growing up in Dog Creek, I mean, the thought of a... Uh, ever getting a key to the city of Litchfield was like un- unthinkable, unheard of. And to uh, to get that full circle moment, uh, I've told people and I've told you, Mark, several times how much I appreciated that and uh, what a special, special moment it was for me. So, yeah, it's proudly displayed here in Houston. Then in 2019, you were part of the 
uh, John Asher Memorial Highway renaming yeah. ceremony. You participated in that uh, virtually, so that's, uh, I think, one of the last times that I know that I've had direct contact with you. And yeah. you cannot enter this week. You cannot be on Wednesday of Derby Week and not really be thinking about John Asher and how much he loved the Kentucky Derby. I know you miss him all the time, but easier to miss him more this week? You know what? It's interesting. The thing I miss about this week is uh, it was definitely a time that uh, he and I got to see each other. Because here's the weird thing about it. The weird thing is that uh, John and I lived in Louisville together for years and years and years in the same city. But we didn't see each other like that much. So this was a week that I was always assured uh, to get a chance to see him in person and talk to him. And uh, he and I had a little thing uh, that not only Derby Week, but it seemed to come up a lot during Derby Week. It started uh, when we were uh, roommates down at Western Kentucky University. Uh, we'd see each other, and I'd just go, who's got it better than us? And our answer to each other was always nobody, yeah. nobody. A couple of Grayson County boys getting to tromp around the track on Derby Week and hang out with uh, – you know, princes from Saudi Arabia and, you know, rock stars and music stars from California that had horses that were running that week. Uh, it was pretty, pretty amazing. And, uh, and I still, I remember that the most that nobody's got it better than us. So before you were in Houston for what have you been down there? Five years now? Uh, six years. Six yeah, years. Go ahead. yeah. Just, uh, just finished my sixth year here. How many years were you in Louisville radio? Do you have a quarter of century, 25, something like that? Yeah, it was a while. I, I was, uh, I had a few years in uh, Seattle, Washington and a couple of years in Nashville, but a lot of years, the last stretch I was there was, uh, I was there for 16 years at, uh, the Mac station in Louisville. And uh, and it was uh, it was hard to leave. But, man, what a what a blessing it was. I always tell people that move into Houston if because uh, I was doing so much in Louisville and involved in six radio stations and working so much uh, that getting a chance to come here, just focus on doing a morning show. Number one morning show, country morning show in Houston, by the way. Right. Uh, but get a chance to focus on that uh, really allowed me, I, I think, uh, to save my life. So it was uh, it was quite a opportunity to come down here. So. I know when you when you're in the Louisville media and you get ready from the time, it's not even thunder. It's the really about January the fifteenth is yeah. the countdown to the Derby yeah. Festival kickoff, and then thunder preparation, covering this event and doing that remote and doing that thing is there one thing about the derby festival that you miss more than anything else you know what i do, i do miss thunder i i always thought thunder was a spectacular uh event that the city of louisville showed the world what we could do with the air you know the uh, air show and the fireworks and everything like that and this year i know it got a little crazy but i was very impressed with what they did and doing kind of mini thunders uh, across louisville so I loved the drone show as well. I was really impressed with the, what they were able to do with that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the, the drone stuff, that's kind of advancing it a little bit there. But honestly, my prediction is I think you'll see Thunder continue to have that presence downtown. But I wouldn't be surprised to see that neighborhood fireworks uh, show kind of uh, expand in the next few years for the Derby Festival. So, as you know, we're, we're a show uh, that's supposedly about knowledge. Um, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I get in trouble for using the word stupid, but I do it in a uh, cautionary tale format. I tell people, don't be stupid. Uh huh. Get in the know, which I feel uh -huh. like gives me cover when parents say, hey, you're saying this word around my kids. <laughs> so I, I get it. 
But I notice that you have a hashtag associated with you a lot. <laughs> the hashtag is stupider than George. Yeah. And yeah. can wh- the origins of stupider than George <laughs> and can, can you got something to share? I, I could share the story. Yes. Uh, the stupider than George actually started about 12 years ago. Uh, I was helping uh, Deanna around the house clean up and stuff like that. And uh, I was my job was to clean the bathrooms. And, uh, you know, with everything else I was doing, I was rushing everything like that. But I cleaned the bathroom and I just left the the Clorox Mr. Clean uh, cleaning wipes sitting on the back of the, the commode oh, in the bathroom. Oh, no. And a couple hours later, I was in there doing my business and didn't really realize what wipes I was reaching for and wound up with one of the Clorox wipes (laughs) instead of the other kind. And um, (laughs) let's just say I experienced the ring of fire. I fell into a ring of fire. My wife was like, oh, my God, this this is so stupid. And so we started doing a segment on the show. Uh, of people that were actually dumber than me, and we called it Stupider Than George and Mark. <laughs> the crazy thing about that is that... Stupider, Stupider <laughs> Than George! <laughs> That's great. Stupider That's Than great. George! All right, All right. I, continue. I, no, I... I have no idea where you got a hold of that. But, yes, that, that, that Stupider Than George has made its way from Louisville, where we did it for 15 years, all the way to Houston. And it's now one of the segments that people talk about the most. I have people tagging me on Facebook, everything. They'll send me stories. Hey, this is Stupider Than George. Uh, and uh, today I had two quick stories I thought I'd share with you. Please do. Uh, one of them involves Texas. Because I always like to tell people that, you know, Florida is the state that we like to make fun of, right? It's like Florida man does this. Florida woman does does this and it's always some stupid news but i gotta tell you texas is becoming the new florida with all the crazy (laughs) stories we have i don't know if you guys saw it but last week there was a story of somebody that was trying to get a burrito on a flight here at houston's international airport and inside the burrito was a pound and a half of meth oh wow (laughs) it's like if 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 Chipotle charges you for guacamole, what the heck are they – what are they charged to put meth in there? You know, it's like I didn't, I didn't know. And then the other story that was kind of like that was one we did this morning. Uh, we always do Stupid and George on Wednesday morning. And the other story was a uh, tractor trailer – I uh, was coming across the border into Texas from Mexico, and uh, border officials picked up on some chatter on a CB radio about a load of funky pickles coming into the United States. <laughs> so they decided to uh, to search the truck uh, after hearing uh, different things about uh, playing hide the pickles. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. Anyway, uh, so they uh, so they searched the truck and they found 144 pickle shaped packages of cocaine four million dollars worth wow. uh, because the idiots couldn't stay off cb radio and talking about funky pickles and because they are stupider than george so. <laughs> which is hard to do right it's hard to do hard to be stupider than it george is hard to, it, it is exactly right hey, hey i'm so glad you stopped by can you hang around for a minute i want to talk to you about sure. lv shane can you do oh, that? Oh, I'd love to talk about Elvie. Okay. Absolutely. we got to get to a break. George Lindsay is our guest today. That's the Stupider Than George segment that uh, we all thoroughly enjoy. Got to get to a break. Be back here in a moment here on MNO.
Did you know there are 550 hairs in the average eyebrow? I think I have a few more than that. Oh, I think have you're, less. think you're one of you is above average, one of you is below average. Below. Uh, George, how many how many hairs are there in the average uh, beard in Houston? I notice you've got a lot. <laughs> I don't know where you went. I lost oh, your audio. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, right. no. I turned. I turned it off. Okay. My fault. That's so, all right. I, I, I have a habit of always turning the mics off because you never <laughs> know, right? Not a bad uh, idea. But, uh, yeah, bad I've been idea. growing this for a while, but uh, but yeah, I like my beard. I'm I'm with whoever's below average. I have no <laughs> eyebrows like at all. They, they and it's always been that way. I don't know what the deal is. On huh. it, so. so you're deficient in the eyebrow area. It's not yeah, necessarily. Yeah, if I could move some elective. of this up here. Well, if I could move <laughs> some of it all the way up, it would be nice. So yeah. So. Yeah, I got. Uh, I got to hear probably like uh, you and and uh, many of people that uh, are around the campfire this morning. I got to hear L.V. Shane's Grand Ole Opry debut on yeah. Friday evening. What a ride that's been for him. Did a couple of songs, keep on strumming, and then, of course, did My Boy, which is yeah. really what gave him traction and enabled him to take off. But uh, I got to hear the air check of the day you all announced that he was going to be making his his Opry debut. Yeah, uh, it's been interesting how your all's paths have crossed west of the Mississippi. You know, it has been, and it's one of those things where it was rather unexpected. Uh, obviously, was aware of LV and uh, everything when he was uh, on on the reality show, but uh, his explosion the last few months, and I really believe, Mark, uh, he's going to have a top ten country song by Father's Day because of my boy. It just it hits so many notes with people. And I really believe he's going to be top ten. I'd like to say number one. That may be pushing it a little bit with a month and a half to go. But, uh, but yeah, I think he's going to do that. A funny story about him is uh, I was on a record company Zoom last year when everything had gone virtual. And they wanted to play this new artist for us here in Houston. They didn't tell us who it was going to be. It was kind of a secret thing with the radio staff and everything. And uh, we got on this Zoom meeting. And they brought out Elvie and his band, and they played some songs, and it was awesome. And I got to tell you, County Roads, my favorite song right now on the radio or off the radio uh, by Elvie Shane. If you haven't picked up his EP, you should do that. But uh, anyway, they did their songs, and afterwards he came on, and it was just like – it was so weird because as, immediately I was like, Elvie – my name is George Lindsay. I grew up in Caneyville. My sister is Charlotte. She works at Midway Pharmacy. And my brother-in-law is Mark, and he owns Crew Monuments just down from Midway Pharmacy. And so he was like, oh, my God, I remember you, and I remember your radio and all this stuff. So we started talking, and the president of the record label is on this Zoom meeting. And after about 15 minutes, he cut in, and he was like, it's like you all are speaking your own language. <laughs> <laughs> because we were talking about Tinker and Tinker 2 and working at the gas station and having breakfast at the Shell station, you know, and he was like, why would you have breakfast at the Shell station? I was like, no, you don't understand. Brooks' Shell station was the center of Caneyville, you know. That's right. That's it, was, the, uh, it was amazing. That's the equivalent of when you know, you know. I mean, exactly. You know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're an insider, if you know, you 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 know. Um so I guess, you know, there are a lot of tours getting ready that are uh, about to launch. A lot of country acts. I know right. there in Houston, you all are breaking a lot of news on tours and tour dates that are coming through that area. Uh, do you envision 
a uh, traffic jam for real estate for venue dates as all these artists try and reboot you know they've got they've got work in the pipeline and now they yeah. want to get it out but then they have to tour behind it to be able to be financially successful do you see a real um, a, a real hardship in securing dates for artists you- you know, it's a very good question, Mark, and uh, I have a really good friend whose name is Levi who works uh, with one of the biggest booking agents down here, and uh, he was telling me that uh, Texas obviously is a little more ahead of the curve than some states, more open than a lot of states, have less restrictions and stuff like that. So right now, it's a parade of who's who. Miranda Lambert was at Billy Bob's last weekend. You know, all these different artists. Thomas Rhett is playing four nights at Billy Bob's. Uh, You know, so people like LV and stuff like that, when they get on a tour, I think they're going to get a chance to break in there. But yeah, I I think we're just going to start seeing people line up to get in Texas because it's going to be one of the first states that you'll be able to play full shows. Uh, Toyota Center has already announced that Luke Combs and Kane Brown are coming here. Full shows, full capacity oh, wow. at the Toyota Center, wow. and it's one of the first states to uh, to make that announcement. So all the artists want to come to Texas first because they can get back out on the road. Yeah, and so many big cities, too, and, and not I right. mean, big, small, lots of yep. varying venues. Uh, Texas, the only state that was its uh, former country. So, yeah, you know, exactly. everything, everything's different in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Are you following Alyssa Ray on American Idol? What's your assessment of her? You know what? Uh, again, I think it's a chance. These reality shows, I think, give you the opportunity. And anymore, you know, the days of there being a Kelly Clarkson or a Carrie Underwood or something like that that comes off one of these reality shows, I think it is tougher and tougher. But I think you're seeing a lot of people that are on there, even if they don't win the show, Gabby Barrett, some people like that, that make their day or, you know, get their, their time in front of the camera and then it's up to you, kind of, and your fans to help you break on through there. And I really think that's uh, the case with Elvie. I mean, he made an impression, but it was his hard work, and I mean grinding, grinding, grinding every day that has made him break through. And I got to tell you, I've seen so many articles and people that are comparing him to a young Eric Church, which is a great comparison, I think. Uh, but uh, I, I really think he has an opportunity to be a star with some staying power in, in country music. I've noticed you've also kind of become an ambassador for Kentucky artists when you get a chance to give them oh. a little oomph from behind, whether it's J.D. Shelburne or whether it's L.V. or whoever it might be. Anybody else on your radar that maybe some of us don't know about that we need to know about? You know what? I, nobody that I think is there yet. I think there are some people out there. Uh, you guys know Jimmy Mattingly, obviously <laughs> a fiddle player for Garth Brooks and Dolly and everybody else. And, you know, he and I talk from time to time, and he sent me some music the other day. I won't say who because I don't want to put any pressure on anybody, but we had a chance to talk about some of the artists that are coming out of Kentucky. And I really think uh, there is – I will I will say this and I'm I'm blanking on his name because it's not Montgomery right now but it is uh Eddie Montgomery's nephew and I can't think of his name I'll get it back to you I'm sorry I'm blanking on his name right now uh who is from Kentucky and I think he probably is the next one you're going to hear about uh and uh, John Michael Montgomery is his cousin Eddie's his uncle 
and he's got that voice and that sound and a song that I think is going to break through. So. Is that McCollum or Eric McCollum? Or it seemed like they were, I saw you posted about someone that was. I, did, I posted about it, and, and it's terrible. I, I cannot. I am totally blanking right. on his name right now, and I feel bad. We'll so. find out. Hey, uh, yeah. before you go, uh, have you had a chance to look at the Derby field? Any, and if uh, are you just going to take the favorite? You're going to take the long <laughs> shot? I got to have your pick before you go. You know, you were talking about when do I miss John. That's another thing because uh, John always had a pick, right? And I always knew not to bet that horse because his picks never came. <laughs> he had For somebody who loved the Derby as much as John Asher loved the Derby, he had a horrible record on picking that. I'm going to go with two, and they're both kind of long shots, but I just like the names because I haven't been keeping up with it. Midnight Bourbon. And Bourbonic uh, is uh, is my other. So I'm going with both the bourbon things. By the way, reading a book right now that I'm going to recommend to everybody uh, in Kentucky, it's called Pappy Land, and oh, yeah. it is about Pappy Van Winkle whiskey. And a lot of it centers on uh, when the book was written and when he was visiting with the family during Derby time. And I'm telling you, it is Absolutely amazing. Wright Thompson is the author, and it's called Pappy Land. Pick it up. Give it to your dad or somebody who loves bourbon for Father's Day. They will absolutely love it. And I'm not getting paid. That's just <laughs> that's just my endorsement. So. I noticed a theme in your derby picks, though, bourbon and bourbon. And bourbonic. So, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, exactly. what's on your mind. Hey, will you do us the honor of maybe coming back next week for another Stupider Than George segment? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is the start of Lindsay Wednesday. <laughs> Lindsay Wednesday. I like it. I like it. Hey, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Right. Good to see you all. That's our friend George Hi, Lindsay. George. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Every night I'd spar with him when work was done. We split lips. But org. All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I freely give I MB's point to ponder for today We'll do our midweek derby picks this week So uh, my ponderance will be Who are you going to take as of today? Obviously have until late on uh, Saturday to change your to change your mind, we got George's picks already. Before he had to hop off, he took uh, if it's got bourbon in the title, he's betting on it. Apparently, uh, he took Midnight Bourbon and he took Bourbonic. So here are the odds: Essential Quality is a two to one, Rock Your World at five to one, Known Agenda, Hot Rod Charlie, Highly Motivated, Mandalone, Medina Spirit, Zero Bezos. Midnight Bourbon, Dynamic One, King Fury, Superstock, Soup and Sandwich, Bourbonic, Like the King, Brooklyn Strong, Keep Me in Mind, Saint Hood, Helium, or Hidden Stash is the long shot, at the longest of long shots at 50 to 1. Whitney, do any of those stand out to you? Yes. I told you I was picking a long, a long shot, and I'm going to preface this by saying the reason I'm choosing this horse is because they have a female trainer, All right. and it's oh. Hidden Stash. Okay. Not the name, but because she's got, they've got a female trainer. Not okay, that you're like holding. That. You're no. not holding no. anything. Okay. No. All right. Very, very good. Okay. I uh, like that. Uh, Miss Buckles, what are you going to? I've had very little time, and right. I think maybe I'm hungry. So right now, I can change my mind later, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. So soup and sandwich for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Soup That's and good. sandwich did stand <laughs> off of the list at me, without a doubt. 
Uh, I, for some reason, like Rock Your World. Yeah, okay. I do too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of kind of uh, uh, In Living Color, uh-huh. that character yeah. that, <laughs> that character that Jamie well, Foxx played. The Medina yeah. is there, the funky comedy. <laughs> they're talking about that on the news this morning. Something like that. <laughs> uh, so right now, if I have to pick, I'm going to go Rock Your World. But we can, uh, obviously, I'll do a little more studying mm-hmm. and then revisit it tomorrow. That's the, the, the nice thing about the countdown to Derby. Now, it used to be a bigger deal, I think. On post position. Mm -hmm. But last year they changed to a solid 20-horse gate instead of having that auxiliary gate where you had the gap, you know, the additional space Mm -hmm. where if you were out in 16 through 20, you pretty much had to make a hard turn left coming out of the gate. Mm -hmm. But now having smooth 20 gates across the field, yes, if you're on the outside, you have a longer way to go, but it's not so drastic as it was before. So that's – but uh, post position starting on the inside, known agenda – but uh, essential quality is at 14, and bourbonic all the way from the outside. That's pretty good gate position, and, and actually. Soup and sandwich. Yeah. yeah, that's where you want to be. You don't want to yeah. get pinned against the rail. No. At, at this point, you're in a better spot to be 16 mm-hmm. than you are to be one or two on mm-hmm. the rail because you might get pinched Yes, if you're on the inside. So something to keep in track, and we'll revisit it tomorrow on television tonight. As I mentioned at the top of the show... The president's on. <laughs> this could be really good. I, it'd be interesting to see President Biden in front of a. What's the over under on gaffes? On how many gaffes that he'll make? How many? How many grammatical or faux? How many faux pas will the old uh, the old president? How long make? is it? Well, that's a good question. Um, he go with too long. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, right but I mean that's going to determine my over under for <laughs> number. Call the over under at fifteen. I don't think See, fifteen. My is... immediate number was twenty that popped in my head. Now we'll need know. a jury that decides what is and isn't a gaffe, but mm-hmm. I'll set the over under at fifteen on Hulu. The delayed fourth season begins with three new episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. So if you're a Handmaid's Tale fan, I've not. I've never I either. I've heard it's good, but I have never seen it. I like her, um, Elizabeth. Uh, I can't remember her last name, but you know she played Zoe Bartlett on The West Wing, and so I was always a big fan. She was also on Mad Men. Mm-hmm. She was a central character on mm-hmm. on Mad Men as well. So, oh, and for those of you that don't know, Uncle Jesse, John Stamos, John Stamos. is going to be a mentor on Idol next week. Oh, okay. Listen, there's a lot of mentors. I mean, between the John Stamoses and the Bobby Boneses and the... Yeah. So I'm really telling my age. When you said Uncle Jesse, you know where I went. I, right? hope, you I, went, went to Full I House. hope you went to Full House. I hope you went Dukes of Hazzard. I went Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm telling my age. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, maybe we can revisit this later. I was reading how a lot of television shows that are coming back into syndication... Mm-hmm. When, say, a show like Dawson's Creek licensed its music on the first go-round, it was cheap (laughs) to license the music. Yes. But now when they're having to – they have to relicense the music to repackage the show and send it out to new platforms. And so they're deciding instead of paying the huge rights fees – they are re-soundtracking some of the iconic television shows that you – yeah. That you might recognize. Right. So I thought of earlier, and maybe it's something we can talk about next week, like how different shows would be without their iconic theme songs. Yeah. Imagine the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. if they didn't have the Flattened Scruggs song, how much 
Right. How much different it would be. It would just be a guy with a hound dog walking around <laughs> in the, uh-huh. you know, shooting at the ground. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1967, Muhammad Ali was stripped of his title after he refused to be inducted into the armed forces. In 1788, Maryland became the seventh state to ratify the Constitution of the United States. The horse racing world will be focusing on Maryland in a couple of weeks. They will. Uh, So crab cakes to you. Yum. Yeah. I like me some crab cakes. Oh, Oh, you you like crab cakes, too. (laughs) My favorite. They're a big hit here. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else? Birthdays today. And Margaret is 80. Jay Leno is 71. Wow. Bridget Moynihan is 50. Penelope Cruz is 47. The Property Brothers, Drew and Jonathan Scott, are 43 today. I don't know which one is older, but I'm going to say it's probably Drew because he's listed listed first. first. Uh, But... Don't it's know. also alphabetical. Drew is and Jonathan, so I, I don't know. We'd have to look it up. There may be they may fight over who's older. I don't know. <laughs> and Jessica Alba is forty today. Gone but not forgotten. James Monroe, fifth U.S. president, seventeen fifty eight. Lionel Barrymore was born in eighteen seventy eight. You're required to pronounce it that way, by the oh, way. Okay. Oscar Schindler in nineteen oh eight. Ferruccio Lamborghini was born this date in 1916. Big fan of his cars. Uh (laughs) Harper Lee, born this date in 1926. And Saddam Hussein was born this date in 1937. I don't... I always feel funny about mentioning him because, like, also with Hitler. Yeah. I didn't say Mm -hmm. it's a belated, you know, or a happy birthday. I just said it gone but not forgotten. Let's go find some chart toppers. Doctor, I was in love with you. 1958. Dave Seville was number one. But neither of you chimed in, I noticed. I mean, I know the song. I, I do, but. too, but it, it's not one that I'm really <laughs> willing to pipe out on air. <laughs> Me either. But I was thinking maybe in the car later I might pull it up. I'll, it will be in my head all day, mm-hmm. so I will at some point. That would be a good, that would be a good follow-up. I taught Alea over the weekend the um, – well, I don't know that I taught her, but we were singing, and she seemed to enjoy singing back the apples and bananas song. Oh, yeah. And going <laughs> through all the one. vowels uh-huh. and the apples and bananas. Uh-huh. So, just trying to keep it educational. Hi. Tommy James and the Shondells, number one in 67. I think Green Day did this song. I think you're right. Uh, so does Debbie Gibson. Uh, it's Debbie Gibson for me. Again, my age. But I <laughs> will forever associate this song. With Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. Yeah. Well, I think it's not Green Day. It's Billy Armstrong and his little band that he did, it, that redid the song. His kids did it. Look at you being very specific. I can't. Uh, listen, I had a lot of time. And you were given too quarantine. much credit to and Green Day. And I like Day. Green Day. So. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Let's go to 1976. The Bellamy Brothers. And Let Your Love Flow. Just let your We're going to run out of time to get to the destination, to get all the way through, but we will make a pit stop in 1985 with USA for Africa. 
94, I am so glad that we're not going to have to play the crash test dummies. That's the worst song ever. Justin Timberlake, Rock Your Body in 03. Does anybody like that crash test dummy song? No. I don't think so. And we all know it. Gautier was number one nine years ago today with somebody that I used to know. I'm not a fan of that song so either. So there are your chart toppers for today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. It is better to look back on life and say, I can't believe I did that, than to look back and say, I wish I did that. Mm-hmm. Better to look back and say, I can't believe I did that, than to look back and say, I wish I did that. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Whitney Carmen, for George Lindsay, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky, WKHG Litchfield, Kentucky, USA, 104.9 FM, the Twin Lakes Best Man, K105.